Hello and welcome to the Hume podcast, where we sit down with people from our community and discover what makes Oldham Hume Grammar School the special place that it is. Alongside our teaching staff, students, alumni and parents, we discuss the topics that really matter to us and delve deep into the heart of our school. I'm Claire Brownlee, Director of External Relations, and I'm here with my co-host, Matthew Grant, Modern Languages Teacher. Today, we are talking to Amy Vose, Teacher of Religious Studies and Academic Lead for Diversity and Inclusion. Welcome, Mrs. Vose. Hello. <laughs> Mrs. Vose, you've recently taken on the role of Academic Leader for Diversity and Inclusion, and you've pulled together a team of student volunteers who are working with you on creating a, a fabulous series of events that aim to celebrate diversity, both here in school and, and more widely. Why do you think it's important to recognise and celebrate diversity and inclusion in school? Thank you, Claire. Um, I think one of the first things you do notice when you do come to Oldham Hume is the diversity of the students. You, you see it in all the photos that you see on our social media. The first thing obviously being race and religion that you spot. But then afterwards, when you really get to know the students, you realise how different they are within themselves. So as individuals, how unique they are. Hume is one of the most diverse schools that I've ever worked in. Uh, I find that they're naturally inquiring and they want to know about each other. But what's so wonderful about Hume is it inspires that sort of natural level of inclusion. So students in my RS lessons, they share their lives confidently um, without worrying about this leading to exclusion. Uh, we want to try with my new role to foster this sense of inclusion in our school community. So what do we mean then when we talk about diversity and inclusion? I did Google for some of these questions. So this one, I wanted to make sure that I, I gave the right answer, um, but then I scrapped my idea on that. So I thought about what it means to me um, and diversity is, is the, you know, it's a fact, isn't it? It's, it's a collection of any group of people. Even when they share something in common, there's still difference. So, you know, within a group of Muslims, there'll be different Islamic beliefs. Within a group of women, there'll be differences in how they identify with their gender. Um, and for me, inclusion is how well we support that diversity. So how well we ensure that all members of any collective group of people is recognised and celebrated. And you, you've mentioned that OHGS is an incredibly diverse community. Um, can you tell us about some of the opportunities that it provides us with to learn about inclusion in different cultures then? Yeah, I think if you if you are around different people in, in, in every way that people can be different, then you do learn from one another straight away. So... Uh, for me, it, it's really lovely to hear students discussing their lives and experiences and, and learning from one another. And, and it helps them to see the variety that the world's got to offer. And that happens inside and outside of the classroom. So uh, I remember a student in my RS class, he shared that he only ever eats at a table in chairs when he's in school. And his form were naturally all of a sudden asking loads of questions, fascinated by this idea that you don't eat at a table and chairs at home. But then there was other students in that room who said, oh, no, that's the same for me. You know, we sit down together on the floor or, or whatever. Um, and through that kind of natural questioning, he got to share, you know, his family's cultural and religious approach to sharing food. And then they all got to better understand his family's way of life. And I think when you are in a diverse environment, there's just that 
little bit of extra magic, you know, that extra life learning that they can gain from being in a diverse community that you just don't get those conversations if you're in a place where everybody's very similar. Can I ask a a related question to that? There's been lots of talk recently about this concept of diversity of thoughts and ideas. So even in a group that might look to be relatively homogenous in terms of race or religion or sexuality, there's obviously going to be very differing thoughts based on life experience and that kind of thing. Is that part part of the work that you're doing in school and with the student team trying our best at the moment yeah because it's such a dice is such a a new thing for the school Um, right now we've only had really two months of it being up and running I'm hoping that they see that more and more and more Um, in the lessons we have for RS obviously I'm guessing for a lot of different lessons we've got to look at the differences between you know geographical groups or cultural groups or for me religious thought we've got to look at it as part of our specifications maybe at GCSE or at A-level, but I think in order for them to get a real depth of understanding, particularly in religious studies, they have to know the difference between a literal interpretation of something, a metaphorical interpretation. They have to um, learn that kind of exegesis anyway. So I I would hope that what we will get to do in the future is more and more of that where they don't just see you know, the celebration of gender or race or whatever is just everybody all being the same or this celebration is only for this, the the students that fit into this category. Yeah. So just going back to your your team of student volunteers, the DICE team, can you tell us a little bit about them themselves? Like how big is the team? Um, what motivated them to join and how do you organize it they are absolutely wonderful human beings that would be my first thing I think I think the more time I spend with them the the more passion I feel for the job that I'm currently doing and for them so right now they are um, years 8 to 11 and there was some year 13 input for Black History Month and that was um, student elected. So he came and approached me and said, can I get involved? Um, next half term, we're going to invite the year sevens. Uh, they signed up after the extracurricular activities fair. I wanted the first term to really give the older ones a bit of ownership of it before inviting the younger ones in so they can almost mentor the younger ones. Uh, so right now it's 30 students, male and female, all different cultural backgrounds, religions, races, all that kind of stuff. And they're just really, really enthusiastic students. In order to be involved, all they had to do was respond to, I put out an advert for a diversity and inclusion team and, and they they responded because they wanted to. They're genuine volunteers and they know that the DICE team is completely student-led. So they have to pick the events. They have to manage themselves. They have to create the assemblies or the workshops or the celebratory events. And it's just been really, really positive so far. I think that 30 student volunteers all coming together, it, I mean, it shows how important this as a, as a concept is to our students and, and that they really want to get active in, in this area. I think that's a really big turnout. Were you surprised by the numbers who kind of put themselves forward to volunteer? Because I teach a lot of the students, actually the students that did come forward, a lot of them I could have picked from a list, you know, I thought these are going to be the kids that are going to really enjoy this. But what's been great so far is seeing collaborative work with year 11 boys and year eight girls, you know, like them being a small team focusing on something where they would never speak to each other, but they've it's just been stupid because it's self-elected if it's something you're passionate about like say I've ended up with two year 11 boys and two year eight girls working together it's brilliant 
So this month is Black History Month, and I know that each month there are various days around celebration and recognition for various uh, cultures and, and other elements of our different societies, of course. But you'll be focusing this month, I guess, on Black History Month. Tell us a little bit about what you and the DICE team are organising and, and involving the school in general in by way of celebration and, and recognition. Yeah, there's been lots of events going on in school anyway. So uh, I know the History and Politics Department took a group of students to um, a play about Windrush Generation and the impact of, on families. But we wanted to do something because it is celebratory. We're like, oh, what what can we do? Um, so the past few lunch times, what we've been doing is we've created a playlist of black artists you should know. Now, I was absolutely not involved in the creation of this playlist because anything I think is cool is absolutely not cool. So <laughs> they've had to make that. <laughs> they've had to bring to me, oh, here's here's this artist, here's this songs, and it was really we played it in the main hall, and it was really well attended on the first I suppose be the first and only showcase of this playlist but there was so much demand that we ended up playing it all over again the next day um, and it was a real celebration of, of black success uh, yesterday the final day of term for the students there was so much like singing and dancing and all around the corridors of the um hall by the end of it there was just people watching and and like getting involved and clapping and it was brilliant the songs that they picked, I mean, for me, it was quite difficult for screening them because there were so many languages. So there were songs that had mixtures of like English, French, Igbo, Yoruba. It, it, there was, I was trying to <laughs> initially translate them to find out what the song was about. Um, but they did it. They made a really good selection. It was just a half an hour long playlist. Um, but it was really nice because lots of students who came along um, that knew the songs anyway, they brought friends that didn't know them and I could hear them asking like oh who's that who's that artist particularly a lot of the Nigerian artists they were asking you know what are they saying um and you know a lot of the girls are going oh I like I'll, I'll send it you later I'll send it you later um and it just these are like friends that would probably speak to each other and you know be with each other all day but all of a sudden they got like a window that they'd never seen through before like a window into that student's life and uh it was just it was just a really really nice event and I think a lot of students learn from each other and learn about each other in ways they'd never done before. Because I, I know elements of Black History Month and other things have been, as you mentioned, celebrated in other ways or educated in other ways through history and politics. Does some of the work that you're doing involve a kind of ring fencing of stuff that's already been happening at school? But it's it's now, you know, now's the time to get students involved in really thinking about what that looks like as part of a whole picture. Because this is obviously not new to neither teaching staff nor students. It's been happening happening for years but at the moment is this like glorious time where it's really being focused on and and there's this student volunteer group is that the case is it something that's been happening and it's now got this lovely kind of ring fence where it's been identified as something really positive I, I think there'd be like sort of two elements to my answer to that because the reason that um JJ got involved in the year 13 he came to speak to me because the actual demographic of the school has really changed over time and him as a year 13, you know, when he was in the year sevens, he was one of very, very few black children. So because the demographic has changed, I think the involvement and the celebration and just the way we approach it can really, really change because um, it's it's sort of not looking at 
something that's outside or looking at the other. It really is what the school is like now. Um, and that's why he did approach me to say that he wanted to get involved in, in uh, you know, the celebratory side of it rather than just kind of recognition side. So that would be uh, one part of it. But actually getting this new role, it's been brilliant for me because I can see now we can sort of interconnect what's going on in different departments I would not normally have known what's going on in history and politics uh, but you know so Miss Eden came to me and you know she approached me with what's going on in history and politics uh, Miss Gresty in the library approached me because they're trying to get a much more diverse range of authors because she saw we were doing black artists you should know she was like oh I want to do black authors you should know so it you are right that actually it's kind of a connecting the dots now and and therefore it becomes a whole package rather than bits going on around school. Absolutely. And and of course, we focused just this past the conversation on Black History Month because it happens to be October. But that's just one part of the DICE programme, obviously. And 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 I, I've seen your schedule of days and event, potential events. So tell me a bit about all of the other things that you've got planned for the year and maybe a bit about some of the stuff that's already happened around, you know, other celebrations, things like the South Asian Heritage Month or, um, or whether there are religious festivals that are celebrated in school uh international women's day that kind of thing yeah no absolutely so um because it's completely student-led i provide them with this like huge calendar of national and international events and they get to then pick what they think would be best celebrated in the school or most worthy of celebration in the school so i met them in september and we just had to organize the extracurricular fair and, and almost like the launching of dice then but they also then selected oh, what we're going to do in October and November so what we've just done is obviously we've done the Black History Month celebration but they also really wanted to celebrate International Day of the Girl and that's the project that I was saying there was year eight girls and year 11 boys working together so Shifa and Samaya in year eight with Yusuf and Alex in year 11 uh, they created and delivered a really interesting assembly to both the seniors and the juniors so they were presenting that from the youngest that we've got all the way up to the six farmers and as part of it we had lots of uh, girls around the school contribute to their assembly with um, stories that, you know, we can all aspire to. So our head girl did a video, the Young Enterprise winners, uh, Maya in year nine, who's part of the England Youth Fencing Team. And then we had Lance Corporal Billington and Mella, who are in year 10. Uh, they talked to us about being a girl in the school CCF and that they were awarded the marksmanship badge in the most recent national competition that they did. And it was a great tie between International Day of the Girl and then all the fantastic and inspirational girls we've got in school. They have chosen for November because we've done Girls in October. They want to do Men's Health Awareness Month in November. So I've already got some staff signed up and uh, agreed to the Movember Challenge. Uh, we're also going to celebrate uh, Diwali as well because Diwali, though it is in October, it's during the half term. So in that first week back, um, we're thinking about, you know, Rangoli patterns in chalk all outside the school and really brightening up the place to celebrate that festival of lights that we will have just missed. But still deserves a mention for our wonderful Hindu uh, community in the school. But further ahead, you are right that South Asian Heritage Month, it actually falls in July to August. It, it's it's not a, a one-blocked month. It's kind of part of July, part of August. So we're going to celebrate that at the end of the school year because obviously that's a huge portion of our students that are part of you know South Asian culture and heritage. 
Um, but also there will be the long-awaited return of Culture Day uh, and the Global Picnic that we ran last year. So these events are more about sharing, sharing each other's cultures and heritage, cultural dress, clothing, food, all that kind of stuff. And frankly, there's a few of us from Culture Day in 2020 and we have been pestered ever since to ensure that it goes on again um, and because they absolutely loved it first time round. So me and Mr Budding, we've already booked in the calendar that it will be later on in the school year this year. Wow, that sounds like a real roller coaster of activities. Uh, have you got time for teaching in amongst all that? Yeah, absolutely. Like they being with those students and just all I do is facilitate. You know, they they organise what they want to organise. I just sort of I've given them the calendar events list, and if they need me to send emails out or if they need me to post something on the Dice Classroom because we have a Google Classroom, you know, really I'm just. Um, a backstage manager you know it's them that are doing everything and and they motivate you I, I I love my teaching I love being part of the RS department I love the subject that I teach but being with them and, and kind of helping facilitate their ideas it's just it's just brilliant it's one of the best parts of my job and and I get if I can can I kind of thrust Matt into the hot seat yeah, as sure. well because being a teacher I'm just trying to get the kind of teacher's perspective on on this area because um, I know there are lots of other teachers who also get involved in in areas of diversity and inclusion, both from a celebratory, but also from an exploration mm-hmm. uh, side as well. So t- tell us about your experiences, what, what it's like being in the classroom and discussing with students areas of, you know, subjects around this area. Matt, if you, if you could start. Well, I, I suppose with um, being a languages teacher, there is, there's always an aspect of learning about different cultures. Um, so they're always really fascinated to learn about things like um, Mexican Day of the Dead and uh, a few other things like um, so for example there's always one massive misconception around Easter time because usually we have a, a foreign language assistant from Spain come every year this year in fact she's from Colombia but usually they're from Spain and they do presentations of what um, Easter's like in Spain and there's there's always the contentious point that I dread every year in uh, in Spain, they do processions around the um, the main squares, uh, dressed with like big white hoods. Which, if anyone kind of has any awareness of the world, that was unfortunately the idea was taken by the KKK, and and it originated in Catholicism in Spain. And sometimes, when when some of the the black kids in the classes, as you would be, are shown that they can get a bit. Um, upset before it's explained you know what these images are about and and how that was unfortunately something that was originally something else that was corrupted by KKK for example. I mean though there are a number of um, examples of that throughout history aren't there which which unless you presented with yeah. them doesn't give you an opportunity to discuss them and to dispel some of the myths that are surrounding them so it's, it sounds excellent that th- those are the sorts of open conversations that are happening in in classrooms um, at school and both ch- the pupils the students and teachers feel comfortable to have those conversations in that kind of safe environment a- amy have you got similar experiences as matt's describing there yeah i mean uh- I was actually thinking when I heard Matt speaking, I was instantly reminded that me and um, Mr. Grant are actually taking a bunch of students to Japan. So we are taking them on this huge cultural experience. And, and there's so many students that are, are absolutely 
100% focused on that at the moment that's the you know they come and speak to me about that all the time like oh when we're we getting this and when are we getting the information for this and there's a lot of drive within the student body to experience you know different places in the world different food different ways of living um I'm quite excited for them to experience the different modes of transport. I'm hoping that we can get some time on a Shinkansen. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, we have got students who are really, really invested in exploring the world. And, you know, uh, luckily being at Hume means you get the opportunity to do so. Looking in from the, out, not quite the outside, but sort of on the outside, because I haven't had an invitation to <laughs> Japan, uh, I would hasten to add. You know, this curiosity that our students have seems to be well fed by opportunity and by teaching staff you're both nodding I know the listeners can't see but you're both nodding there at uh, there in, in in agreement um and it's it's, it's definitely a two-way street isn't it between student and staff this this um commitment to to this kind of area but born out of what what is a very diverse community here at school I mean there's all kinds isn't there there's Project Ghana um they've got students going to Iceland they've really got um a hub here at Hume where they can actually reach out to all different areas of the world throughout their time in the Eight years I've been here now, I've been to France, Spain, Germany, Ghana, China, all through school. So, and now Japan uh, being added to the list later this year. So, uh, I mean, I've been able to, to get a, a different perspective of the world, especially with the Ghana trip, for example. European places I've been to before, but it's it's always good introducing kids to those those areas as well, because they... They see that, you know, what we do in the UK is not what everyone does. There's nothing better, is there, than, a, than an actual experience to kind of transform what you might read in a book or see on a website into something really tangible. Um, because, the, yeah, the real experience can't really be replicated anywhere else, can it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, re- I remember once being on a, on a Spanish trip and a child saying to me, I actually see why we learn Spanish now, <laughs> so, which I, I took as a compliment at the time, <laughs> but yeah, maybe it wasn't. It's not just a punishment. And and if they go on to do languages at university, for example, you know, a lot of that is around the culture of yes, the definitely. communities that speak that language. It's not just no, about no, learning no, no. the grammar and that kind of thing. And yeah, and if you do do a university uh, languages degree, you get to spend a year abroad as well, which yeah. was an incredible experience for me. Yeah. So what's the next thing on your on your list, Amy? What 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 will the student team be doing next? What what should we look out for and what our listeners might want to get involved with? Because we're getting to the end of the podcast, so let, what what's happening next that we can look forward to? Yeah, the, the big thing next in November is the men's health awareness. Um there will be weekly um signposted directions to men feeling more comfortable to you know speak to one another and the importance of that kind of being able to reach out to services Uh, you'll be seeing some of our dice uh, representatives moving around the school with we're going to get like big posters that are kind of explain that idea that you know it's okay to talk and where they can access services in greater manchester um, also, I'm hoping that we'll be doing a vote for best moustache by the end of November. <laughs> um, I, I might win that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's when I get back after half term, we've got, we, hopefully we get to sit down as a group and we're going to decide our December things. And 
yeah, I, I just can't wait to see what they come up with or, you know, the kind of challenges they throw at me, you know, can we get 500 chalks? Or they asked me for, um, mental health awareness. Can we get stick on mustaches? <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait to see what they throw my way. That sounds fabulous. And is there still room in your student volunteer team? Is it full? Is there a waiting list? Or if somebody's listening and they say, oh, I can't believe I didn't get involved, can they still get involved? Oh, yeah, ab absolutely. There, there's no uh, cutoff, particularly because there'll be different things going on at different times. So actually, for Black History Month, we had some students who are more DICE team supporters get involved because it was really important to them. Um, we've got Chinese New Year coming up and we've got some of our um, students from Hong Kong getting involved just for that thing. So, yeah, especially if there's something coming up that you think, actually, I really want to be involved in this in this event or celebrating this one thing because it's important to me. Actually, you're probably the kind of person I absolutely need in the team at that time. Brilliant. Matt, is there anything, any other burning question that uh, you can't wait to get out before we say thank you to Amy? What I would just want to ask is, do any... Are there ever any conflicts that arise from, you know, having such a diverse community within the DICE team? Not yet. <laughs> I, I, they're actually, I'd say the, the students that I am working with are some of the nicest students we've got in school. They are the kind of students who want to help, want to be tolerant, want to be empathetic. So if I believe that, you know, if anything did come up or even if it was just, I want to do this, but I would like us to do this, you know, that we could have a conversation and sort out what would be best for the school and that they would see that kind of, it's a vision for all rather than a vision for the individual. Super. Amy, thank you for joining us today. It was really, really enlightening and I enjoyed learning more about the DICE team and, and uh, learning more about uh, your overseas trips and all of those things that students have access to, of which I'm greatly jealous. So um, <laughs> I'm going to find out when the Japan trip is and uh, I'm able to sneak into a suitcase. Oh, it's cherry blossom <laughs> season. It's the best time of year Ooh. to go. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website ohgs.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.